When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Seminole Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Time to get started with the headliner questions. Seminole Headlines, we'll get things going, get the hour going right with our friends at Birch Orthodontics. Dr. Birch, thank you so much to you and your great staff. I was saying before, we're, we're doing this again. It's pre-recorded because we're right now, we're doing stuff with the commissioner and all kinds of other things at the ACC kickoff, but we weren't going to miss headliner questions. We were going to answer your burning questions, and we'll do that now. First up, though, we do want to doff the cap to Dr. Birch and her incredible staff, and we'll invite you to go if you need to get orthodontist work done to uh, Birch Orthodontics. Yeah, that's there it is. Ira, anything to add to that? Just uh, just as always, go check them out. You can stop by, stop by the office. It's conveniently located on the northeast side of Tallahassee, or you can go to birchorthodontics.com, the website, B-U-R-C-H, orthodontics.com. I'm not spelling orthodontics for you. That's on you. You can figure that out, and uh, you can get a free consultation. They've got the latest technology, Invisalign, all the different braces, uh, you know, pack- packages available, payment plans, tremendous customer service. There's no reason to go anywhere else. Again, if your kids already have braces from somebody else, snatch them out. Go over to Birch Orthodontics, and uh, Dr. Birch will take care of you. Break them. Break them with a wire cutter and the like. Hit them with a baseball bat. (laughs) Tell them them your parents, you you screwed up. We made a mistake, and we're starting over. Yep, starting from scratch. We don't want to live this lie. Whatever braces we got here. They're not working, son. Mm. We're taking you over to Birch. We were guaranteed. Um, all right. So we have questions. We need to get to them. Let's do this. Uh, what's your preseason magazine of choice? Uh, I, that's from Bert, uh, Burke Buchanan. Burke is a great guy. Listens to the show. Goes way, way back. And he wants to know our preseason mag of choice. Anybody reading preseason mags anymore? We do any of those magazines anymore? How about this? I'll rephrase it because I, I remember there was a – there was an era of preseason mags. Corey, I'll start with you. When that era existed, which was your favorite of the preseason college football magazines? I think Sporting News. If I go back in my memory, I think Sporting News was the one. I think they had more lists, like top 10 quarterbacks, top 10 tight ends, top 20 recruiting classes. But you, you can't beat Street and Smith's either. Street and Smith's was hard to beat. It was like a, it was like a library book. It was mm-hmm. voluminous. So those were my two. Now, I, I'm going to guess I haven't read a preseason college football magazine since Ira and I wrote the one for the Tallahassee Democrat 10 years ago. I used, to, I used to wait for y'all to yeah. get those out. I'd go through my local Publix and I'd be like, hey, my boys came out with another one. And I remember all the hard work you did. And I just mm. hope that people read it. I was like, man, they worked hard on this. Yeah, you know, I've always liked I, – I was never really partial to any of them. I just kind of like whoever – like the player I liked that was on the cover. And so, like you know, if you were 
if there's a particular quarterback or running back you like, you want to see them on the cover. Uh, you know, I think the last several years, Phil Steele is kind of kind of cornering the market, but I don't even yeah. know what he's doing now because all of his information is from spring practice. And I mean, how many players went in the portal after spring practice? So I don't know, man. It's a uh, it's a tough business. I think the uh, preseason magazine business. And Jeff, when you started getting them right, like Gail Sayers was on the cover. I know you had the first one was with Red Grange. Oh, buddy. The Galloping so, Ghost. I appreciated that you uh, shouted out Street and Smiths there, buddy. I, I was a big Street and Smiths guy, sporting news guy. Which I had the a one wall. that had the uh, cheerleaders in the back. I had the system. I had uh, what I call the system. I've described on my show many times before that. Uh, the time of year where you were longing for college football, I'd go to a local bookstore, uh, like Borders or something like that. I'd go in there and I'd grab every one of them off the magazine shelf and I'd get a big-ass cup of coffee and mm. I'd go sit in the back and I'd peruse every last one of those guys. And uh, I thought it was the best, man, because A, I like coffee. B, I like bookstores. C, I love football. I had it made. You'd just be in the back corner reading about football for hours on end. It's all pre-internet, of course. Yeah. Now you just pull it up on the internet. You you don't need to be spending all day and night at the library with uh, with, with your magazines. Now well, you uh, you subscribe to your your favorite on three website, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Amen, uh, brother. Amen. You just go. Uh, you want a good Florida State preview? You're just like, well, I'm just gonna go check out the guys at Warchant, the number Correct. one site on on three. What else you need? Nothing. I can't beat it. This is a good deal. Why am I? Why am I not subscribing to this? What is wrong with me? Let's go. Right. Let's get. Let's get it done. I should have done this last year when they were telling me to get it for a buck, but I missed out because <laughs> yeah. I was lazy. And now I'm not gonna. Pay, I'm gonna pay a lot more than a dollar, but it's still mm-hmm. worth it. That's what they're saying. You like that pitch, boys? Right there yeah, in the like keep, the keep reading while we got Ira. Okay, so next question. Next question. Here we go. Uh, best thing that we had to eat, Ira, in Ireland. That's from Greg. Hmm. You know, I'm that's le- the thing about. I'm legitimately Greg. interested in this question, Ira. I I, I want to know what you ate, what you were willing to eat, uh, and, and what you liked. I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go with the uh, the fish and chips, man. We have fish and chips. Over by uh, on Dunmore uh, East, Dunmore Dunmore East, East. yeah, yeah, outside of Waterford, uh, Ireland, and it was right on the water, fresh fish, fresh catch. I can't remember what kind of fish it was. Uh, she told us, but I can't remember. Cod, Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't cod though. Like it's usually cod, but it wasn't. It was something monkfish. Yeah, I'm not sure, but anyway, it was good. And uh, we also had a steak that was uh, pretty pricey, but. Wasn't my favorite. The beef was a little bit different there, Corey. Mm. Here's the thing also. The thing about fish and chips, Ira, is they're not chips. They're actually French fries. That's correct. correct. Yeah, I'm glad you know that, Corey. I was worried (laughs) for you there for a second. Hey, by the way, Ira's answer is the correct answer. That was the best thing we had to eat. We've got the same meal from this charming little uh, seaside food truck, if you will. And it was delicious. It was a a wonderful little place. A shanty. It was a a shack or something. Yeah, Yeah, It it looked like a place that I'd like to live. It was also 66 (laughs) degrees, sunny with a slight breeze and no humidity. It was perfect. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, Yeah, there we were. It was a very romantic moment between he and Aslan and myself. It was great, man. That's awesome. We had a a good time. Now, that is the answer, Greg. Uh, I will add to this, and this is not disparaging because I could move and live in Ireland very easily, but you wouldn't be moving to that country for the food. 
So that's a fair that's, assessment. That's that's not. This isn't Italy. You're not going right. to France. It's Ireland. You're there for other reasons than the food. It's it's you know that's the same with England. Let's just be yeah. honest. Uh, David writes, "Hey guys, Corey, as a resident of Hoover, Alabama, I know you're just kind of thankful for the gift of experience our Hades-like heat and yes. outrageous humidity." Question for you boys. As the hype increases for LSU this September, what player or team stat line would guarantee an FSU win? Turnovers? Oh, you're going with the standard statistical norm that if you win the turnover battle, you're going to win the game. I think they're pretty darn evenly matched. Yeah. You know, I think they're pretty evenly matched teams. And, you know, if you – if you get three turnovers and don't turn it over, you are going to win the game almost certainly for, for either team. I think, I think that's how evenly matched they are. I think, I if, re- I think if Florida State rushes for 300 yards, <laughs> I feel, I feel good about their chances. Uh, all right. Me too. How about, I'll go trade Benson a hundred yards, trade Benson a hundred yards on the ground. I think Florida your, State your, your heads where my head's at. I think if Florida state's able to keep the ball away from LSU, uh, and is able to do so by running the ball, uh, wearing down a defensive line, then, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna go that route. Because um, I think they are evenly matched, and I think I, I don't want this to come down to he who has the ball last. Uh, hey, and I think, it came down to that last year, and the Knowles were fine. <laughs> it, it was perfect. You didn't have to worry at all. What about three pick sixes? Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's a good number. You like their chances? Yeah, with I think their they're going to win. Right. Good call. Uh, Mike. Mike writes, if you had to put an over-under on how many times Coach Norbell uses any form of expectations cliche, such as eating the cheese, rat poison, et cetera, where would you put the line, and are you going over or under? And then he went in on to say, also, guys, did you get any registered sausage from the fine people in Ireland? No, no reg- registered sausage in Ireland just yet. Yeah. Uh, although That's we did have sure. sausage for breakfast the one morning and, you know, it was, it was not registers, but it, it passed, um, over so there. Do they call them bangers? Yes, they do. <laughs> do. You, Where did y'all go to the bathroom? What did y'all, what did y'all urinate? In the loo? In the loo, Corey? Nice. Yeah. You guys are doing No, man, they call it, there's just signs for toilets everywhere. It's just Seriously. Toilets. You That's go right. into any hotel, restaurant or whatever. Toilets. It doesn't matter if it's nice or not. It's just toilets. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Get I it like together, that. Ireland. They don't I mean, to... like, yeah, I guess that's what you're mo- mostly care about. You don't have to use some sort of euphemism for the bathroom. Yeah. Just it's a toilet it's right here. Go on <laughs> yeah. in there, pee in it. I um, wonder if somebody from Ireland came to America and saw a restroom, they'd yeah. be like, "What in the world is that? I'm, I'm just in a restaurant. Man. Why do I need to rest? This I'm sitting in a booth. Well, I love this place. I'm gonna go lay down. <laughs> you got a room for me to rest. Here. This is great." If um, only if only I could find the toilet afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna lay in <laughs> here, right. get a good rest, and then I'll pee wherever we're allowed to. Where is that? <laughs> what do they uh, call those? Yeah. So so uh, that said, we should answer the question there, um, which was what about the expectations? I don't. He does I mean, he's, he's got not his, Jimbo. He doesn't talk like Jimbo in that sense, right? Yeah. He's got his own cliches. I mean, he, he creates his own cliches. Um. Yeah. I mean, he'll. He'll talk about embracing the expectations yes. and and that kind of thing, but I, I don't know if he's going to talk about, yeah, I don't know the eating the cheese or anything like that because I don't think 
that's really not a storyline for this team, really. I don't think, right? Is it? I mean, they haven't done anything yet, so yeah. he's got. I mean, he can embrace expectations, but he can always fall back on the guys. We still haven't even, you know, we haven't won the conference. We, we you know, let's let's. I mean, we we expect to be good. We worked hard to put ourselves in this position. If you want to consider that a cliche, I don't think it is. Yeah, and he'll be asked about it a lot. You know, maybe finally overtaking Clemson if Florida State can actually do that. If somebody can actually win this conference but that's a Clemson. legit question it's a yeah it's yeah a, yeah yeah i mean but i don't think it'll be part of his narrative to be uh talk about eating uh, you know, the poison or the the cheese what is it rat cheese rat, rat poison rat, rat poison, poison and eating cheese. the cheese yeah, okay yeah. <laughs> rat, rat cheese <laughs> yeah will the Knowles be voted by acc media as a preseason conference winner or will it be clemson yeah man i i think I'm picking. I'm, I know. I'm gonna be. You're picking Clemson. No, they're. Oh. I'm saying that they're gonna pick. Clemson. They're gonna pick Clemson. That's what I was gonna say. Is I, I'm yeah. gonna put Florida State on my ballot, yeah. but I feel strong. I feel pretty strongly that Clemson's still gonna get be the pick. I think. Again, man, like people, nobody, nobody in that contingent likes Florida State. It's a reality of it. They're gonna not pick Florida State if they have a chance to, and they have a chance to for sure. Also, they're not. It's not like they're picking uh, Georgia no. Tech. No. I mean, they're yeah. picking. Clemson's won it seven out of eight years, and they beat Florida State last year in Doak. So I, you can understand that mindset of prove it to me, and then I'll vote for you. And I for think sure. the other thing is they kind of resent. I don't mean personally. I don't know that David Hale or anybody else in that group is like, this is ridiculous. But I do think that there's probably a collective belief, whether they know it or not, that, well, I mean, let's slow our roll. I kind of get that vibe all around the country that people are like, yeah, Florida State might be good, but they let's go easy now because we're talking about preseason top seven. But look, this is it's the best thing that could happen for Florida State. I think they're much better off being picked second than being picked first, I think. Just from the, you know, the, any chance of those guys feeling pressure, you're not going to feel pressure if you're picked second, whereas yeah. you would if you were picked first. Yeah. Yeah, I hope and I think pick. they will be. I think it'll be close-ish, but I think Florida State will get more votes than anybody else has in the last seven years. But um, but they will. I don't think. I think Clemson will get the most. But like you wrote in your column the other day, you think Drake May is going to be the pick for preseason Player of the Year. Yeah. So now you're going to go into this season where Mike Norvell can be like, "Look, man, they're not picking you in the conference. They're not picking Jordan to be the Player of the Year. You know, get, you know, make sure they have that chip on their shoulder, which." I mean, at the end of the day, it's not a huge difference in terms of preparation, but it, it doesn't hurt. I hope they're picked third, guys. There you go. I hope I hope they're spat upon. Yeah. Oh, people are like, I'm tired of it. Stop tired of all this Florida, Florida State, State love. Yeah. Not, Louisville's got an easier schedule. They're gonna yeah. cruise through this thing. Florida State's third. They're not even second in their own. Well, it's not divisions anymore, but you know what I'm yeah. saying. We got gotcha. you. I hope they're picked third. More headliner questions forthcoming. Stay with us. Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling yay sausage shirts and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
so you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash warchant. MLB is in full swing with my bookie. Going to be a one-stop shop for all your betting needs with a wide range of betting options, including money lines, run totals, and futures. MyBookie gives you plenty of ways to bet on your favorite teams and players. You can also take advantage of the brand new MyBookie money bag, which gives you the chance to secure a bet on your favorite team or player at insanely boosted odds. Sign up today at MyBookie. Use promo code WARCHANT to secure a first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. It's simple. Deposit $200 and play with $300 instantly using promo code WARCHANT to claim your bonus. So if you're a baseball fan looking to add even more excitement to the new season, look no further than my bookie. Sign up now and get ready to experience the thrill of baseball betting like never before. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And oh, by the way, mybookie.ag has always been a proud supporter of mixed martial arts and its athletes. And what better way to celebrate that than a giveaway? My bookie has teamed up with Dustin Poirier to give away two autographed Everlast gloves and the UFC's official Heartbeat Hot Sauce Kits get into the contest, all you need to do is have a successful deposit on the website in the past 90 days. Like the contest post and follow the MyBookie account on social media, Twitter, or Instagram. Look at the full contest details like the rules and prize table you can visit mybookie.ag slash giveaway. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Did it in reverse this time around, guys. You may be caught off guard. You're driving around Tallahassee going, what are these guys doing? Answering yeah. questions in hour one. This is ridiculous. I want my money back. Well, here's the deal. We're, uh, we're going to react to what we heard from the commissioner uh, in Charlotte, and we'll have that hour coming up for you, but that'll be a live reaction. Well, it's pseudo live. Uh, they, they have a ridiculous rule there on site in Charlotte. You can't record live from Radio Row. Um, I don't know why that is, by the way, because the only thing behind us is going to be a wall. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure that I'm not sure I buy all that. But anyway, but we recorded this Sunday night because we had to have it in the can so that we can do the show, uh, yeah. uh, you know, for Tuesday. So yeah, that's this is our one. We actually recorded early, but uh, and, you'll, you'll get and, the full show. Yeah, it's the full show, just in reverse. That's fine. Nobody's going to be upset. You shouldn't be upset about that. But people like to be mad. They just like to be mad about stuff. So Not at us. Yeah. Not at us, they don't. I know. I would, I'd like to think that's the, you know, and make, listen, you guys are going to want the cutting edge insight that we're going to give you from Charlotte after the commissioner speaks, right? I mean, we're going to have all of our thoughts on what he has to say when he answers 47 questions about the debacle at Northwestern. <laughs> hey, at least it takes it off the uh, realignment. And Florida State wanted to get out of the conference. You think he's like, yes. Finally, something else to talk me. about. They're just going to bombard me with questions about how I was that I ignored this terrible hazing. No, nope. I don't think so. <laughs> he didn't celebrate it? Probably um, not. Tony writes, hey, guys, first off, great job with the coverage in Ireland. Obviously, he's speaking to Ira and myself. Correct. It has one. Yeah. Well, Aslan. obviously Aslan, but I just spent of the three of us that are here, right. Corey right. didn't do anything. I didn't that. do anything at all. No, 
Looks like it would be fun as well as an educational trip. There needs to be a Seminole Headlines after dark wrap-up video from Charlotte with Guinness involved since Corey wasn't in Ireland. My question is, if there was a weakness in this offense, what would it be? I hear of people talking about how good the offense is and the weak points about the defense, but there will be times during the season when the offense may struggle a little bit to get going. CNC State last year. Thanks, just curious. All right, Tony, good job, buddy. Um, weakness on the offense. You got a weakness on the offense, guys? Not really. Do you? I mean, they're going to run the ball well. They have a good quarterback, and they have uh, maybe like depth at receiver if one of your two big guys goes depth, down. De- depth at center. I, I think they're a little worried, but they don't have anybody else to snap the ball. Yeah, I mean, depth at center could be. Um, yeah, I mean, a receiver, I think, you know, the uh, some people have brought up the fact that Pokey Wilson had a lot of clutch catches last year, and now you don't have him. But I, I think you have so many other guys. I think that's not a problem. My one, my one thing, and it, it was something that I came up once during spring, and the only reason I bring it up is because it did happen once during the spring, and it happened a couple times last year, including the game he mentioned, was where when the offense wasn't operating well, like there were times where I felt like Jordan got kind of frustrated. And I we saw it once during the spring – he may be totally past that. It may not be a problem at all, but he wants to be, I mean, he, he, he's at the point now where he wants this offense to run perfectly. And when the receivers aren't playing great or things aren't operating well, like I want to see him not get frustrated by that. Cause I think that, that I thought that reared its head a little bit last season and, and maybe once during the spring. He should be of the maturity level now, having learned his lesson from the NC State game, right? That you can't do that. Certainly can't show it. You can be frustrated, but you can't be expressive about it on the sideline the way he was in that NC State game. I'd like to think that as the unquestioned leader now of this team, that he he would not do that. Um, you can do it in practice. Screen people down. In fact, it wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't bother me at all if in practice they were having a rough day in the buildup towards LSU – and we actually saw Jordan Travis yell at somebody for being in the wrong spot or yelling at an offensive line. It wouldn't bother me at all if he did that. I want to see him yell at Norvell. Tell him to take it, take a hike. He's got it. <laughs> I, I think, uh, look, yeah, I think Ira brings up a good point. It wasn't just NC State. There were times last year where the offense kind of spiraled for three or four or five drives where it didn't get going, including Wake, including Clemson for a stretch, but including Oklahoma. The offense didn't play well at all to start the Oklahoma game. And what was encouraging about the end of that game, clearly, is the offense found itself, righted the ship, and ended up scoring 35 points or whatever it was. And he threw for 418 yards. So that was a good thing to see that when it wasn't clicking early, they still made it click late. And I would say the thing they did awful last year, horrible, really the last two years that they have to be better at, because they're going to go for it a lot, you got to be better at fourth down. They're, they're one of the worst teams in the country on fourth down conversions. Get better at that because you're going to go for it a good bit. Yeah, and your red zone efficiency gets a lot better if your field goal kicker can make a kick too. I know he's considered special teams, but they made some weird decisions in the red zone last year. Uh, and if you're just looking at touchdowns in the red zone as opposed to uh, – when you look at total points, they left a ton out there. Yeah. Um, so being more efficient in the red zone, I, I suppose you could throw that on the plate, but the offense really doesn't have too much in the way of, no. uh, weaknesses. Nathaniel writes, have they announced the first day of fall practice? I'm just trying to mark my calendar for when we should expect to see the first fall practice recaps of the year on war chant PS 
Hopefully Tom won't incriminate Jeff on the way to Charlotte, the way Aslan did recording his speedometer as he barreled towards the airport for the Ireland yeah. flight. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that wasn't great. I also needed to, to point out, I try to, I pointed out to Jeff and Aslan later. I need, I feel I need to be vindicated here, Jeff. I did not sleep in the back seat of the car the whole way from Tallahassee to Orlando. And I think that's the implication from Aslan's video. Just throwing that out there. I, I don't, if I caught a, a brief cat nap yeah. at the end of our drive, Corey. Okay. And, and Aslan caught it and then put it in there like I slept the whole way. I did not sleep the whole way while Jeff was driving 91. Yeah. No, I was going 91 late in that drive because we had three stops along the yeah. way that had nothing to do with anything. I, can, I still don't know why we were going two miles per hour on the interstate. I never saw a wreck. I never yeah. saw anybody. I never, I don't have zero idea why everybody came to a halt on the interstate three different times. But you so, made up for it. Is that when Ira fell asleep is when y'all were going two miles an hour? No, Ira fell asleep when we were like getting closer and I, it was harrowing. That's how cool of a customer Ira is. He's like, Jeff's got this. I'm going to take a little quick nap while he's going to go weaving in and out of traffic to get us to the airport. Nice. Back to uh, Nathaniel's question. I, this is one that's probably going to get us in trouble because we're, as we said, we're recording this Sunday night and it'll probably be announced on Monday or early Tuesday. But uh, we, from all I've heard is the camp, their players are supposed to report, I believe on August 2nd. So I believe camp will start on August 3rd, but we don't have that definitively yet. But by the time this airs, it may already be out there, but somewhere in there, it'll be during that first week of August, but not on Monday, probably somewhere around Wednesday. Next week. It's got to be next week. At yeah, some it will be. Point. It will be. Wednesday it's just, or Thursday. Yeah. I'm going to go on the record and tell you, I know for a fact it's August the 3rd. All right. There you go. Sounds great. All right, there you go. I made that up, but I'm just, Listen. I'm just going to go ahead and do that because people really want to know. So we're going to beat everybody to the punch guys. I'm just going to say it. Nice. There you go. Nice. You yeah. got it from the horse's mouth. Yeah, there it is. Just, just there it is. August the 3rd. Um, Jared writes, afternoon, gents. want to say thank you for all of your shows and content you provide, especially the seminal headlines from two weeks ago. I made my wife listen to the segment where you started talking about parenting and watching Pulp Fiction with your kids. We couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't stop laughing. Now she knows why I listen year-round. Question, I see lots of comments about the cost of the Ireland trip. I don't see anything on their website about price or options yet. I plan on taking my family of four. When will we know what the trip options are? I think you, you, if you sign up for it, I think yeah. you, they'll give you the information, right? I, I think don't it's think... out there. We do know, Ira, we did learn that there are a lot of options. You don't yes. have to buy, If just, just so people know, yeah. you don't have to buy one of those packages, like the golf package or a certain city tour or whatever. You can just buy a different package that has the tickets for the game and a tailgate prior and a post-game. I think she said... Ira tea, <laughs> which made yeah. me laugh. Ain't nobody drinking post game tea, everybody. I will. <laughs> yeah. So, Tequila. so, yeah, to kind of just touch on that real quick. So, the website Seminoles2Ireland.com is where you can get the packages that are already, uh, that are already posted. And there are, like Jeff said, there's various packages for people that want to golf, people that don't want to golf, different options there. But people have been concerned that, like, what if I don't want to do all that? What if I just want to go to the game and do my own thing? That is going to be an option. It is. The only issue is the order of the process is they're going to do these pack packages first. And they also have a hospitality option, which Jeff was mentioning, where you can get a ticket to a game and you get an open bar for, like, three hours before the game 
and then something afterwards as well. That's the hospitality package. It's at the bottom of the site underneath the other packages. And then after those two things are kind of, they've run their course and they've sold all those. Then they'll come back later this fall, maybe around De- uh, December, maybe. The Virginia Tech game weekend, I think. It's or maybe to- they're going to yeah, come back funny. later with just tickets. You can just buy tickets. But those tickets are going to be the ones sold after all these other ones. So yeah. they may not be quite as good. Yeah. And and then after that, each school sells those tickets. Then they'll be made available to the people in Ireland. To, yeah, just, to but, the but it's important to emphasize that, hey, look, if you want to do one of those packages, awesome. If that's something you want yeah. to do and you can afford to do, go ahead and pull the trigger. Those are awesome packages. If you can't, you can still go. Just get tickets like Ira just laid yeah. out there. You can do a little pregame thing or you can just get individual game tickets. They've got something for everybody. I don't work for them, but I'm just saying they've got something for everybody. Yeah. You are going to have to fly, though. That's correct. I mean, you could sail, maybe. Yeah, if yeah. you have a, a catamaran, just taking a catamaran yeah. over there. Josh writes, is it possible that FSU might try to overpower teams in the passing game more than on the ground? With elite size at tight end and wide receiver, it seems FSU could go empty and just muscle secondaries all the way down the field. If opponents sell out to stop the pass – one of the tight ends can play running back, quarterback, and run it from seventy yards out. Yeah, uh, this is he's you're presenting, Josh. You're presenting what we see as the biggest problem for defenses is pick your poison, man. If you if you want to gear up to stop, you know, if you want to drop everybody and play dime all the time, they're going to run the ball down your throat. And if you want to come up and stop the run, they're going to win individual matchups because they have a couple of guys that are six seven and other guys that are fleet of foot, and also those one-on-one battles with these tight ends, you're going to have a problem. And if you try to go man and you turn your back to Jordan Travis, he can take off. So this really isn't an offense that barring injuries should have any problems moving the football and scoring points, period. Just really yeah, isn't. And Norvell has shown a, a proclivity and a good one to be able to take what the defense gives them, uh, to be good at it. Um, he can throw for 418 like again he did against Oklahoma. And then they won games this year where Jordan – threw for like 140 or last year when Jordan threw for like 150 yards, like they can win a variety of ways and they're going to be better and more talented this year. So going back to the question from last segment, there isn't a real weakness. Just looking at it from a roster standpoint, there's not a lot of weaknesses on the offense. That's correct. Well, one more before we break here. Uh, Jim Phillips is a non-boat rocker, athletic department, no enemies made or revenue increased careerist. Was Tobacco Road fa- was Tobacco Road's failed choice? Why does the dying ACC even need a commissioner? <laughs> just just roll with that one. <laughs> I don't know, man. Hopefully that's not our problem in a couple of years. That's, that was uh, fun. That's, that's what we're hoping. I would like Ira or Corey to say, Jim, you've been described. <laughs> <laughs> Your thoughts on the your the necessity of your position? Yeah, why and why you were picked? You were yeah. handpicked uh, yeah. to just be a, a, a non empty, an empty suit. Yeah, <laughs> that is too. That's rich. I like that one. That was fantastic. Well, the, the, the reality though is, rock all the boats you want. The ESPN's not giving this conference more money, so I don't. You know, I don't know that it's Jim Phillips' fault. I, that's my point. Is like he's an easy target. But he's not the guy probably we should be mad at. But he didn't you know, help himself last year. Northwestern parents might be mad at him, but I don't know that he's <laughs> – I don't know that we need to be mad at him. 
Buddy, um, I just, again, Jeff, if you want in the next segment, tell us about what, what was the name of high school you went to? I know it was in uh, St. Pete. Yeah. Lakewood. Lakewood. Yeah. If you want to regale us with your hazing days from Lakewood and what you guys <laughs> did in the locker room and see if, if it, if it, uh, if there's a Venn diagram with what's going on in Northwestern. Yeah. None, none of that. None of that at all, man. Uh, they don't really haze in high school. Um, there's no real hazing in high school yet. Oh, I, I'll give you one. Okay. Devastating, nice. devastating, Corey. I hated it. We had to carry the water coolers. That is that what is that a euphemism for something? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's I, for I, real. I can, Literal. If this, were, if this were solely a podcast that was not PG, let's say I could have made a great, great joke there for you. <laughs> But I, I I can't go that route. Um, so you had to carry the water coolers. All right, well that's something. Well, I you guess. remember they were big. Now listen, no, hold sure. on. Now that ain't nothing back in the day. Those big ass orange water coolers with the handles on the side. We mm-hmm. had to walk them out individually as freshmen. We had to walk. The, but that, that's kind of hazing. That's kind of fun of games they had at Lakewood, buddy. But you weren't blindfolded and naked. No, weren't blindfolded mm-hmm. naked, snapping the ball to a naked man behind me. <laughs> okay. Well, then that's right, not really checking. hazing. Right, that's not the hazing. I don't like that kind of hazing. No, I want the hazing with real stakes. Yeah, there's I want some, stakes on the line. Yeah, oh, that's kind of fun and games they had at Northwestern, huh? Holy All right, boys, moly. line it up. Time to do some snapping. Ira, are you going to ask a question to Jim Phillips about the hazing? For the people don't know, he was the AD. He's now the commissioner of the ACC. He was the AD for, I guess, the whole timeline of when all that hazing went on. And he came out with a statement saying he didn't know anything about it, which isn't a great excuse. But uh, are you going to ask him a question about it, Ira? Are you going to ask? Well, him he did. He did deny. He said he looks forward to to uh, defending himself vigorously, he, uh, vigorously, or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I might I might just ask him if 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 he did bring those um pr- protocols to the yeah. acc offices when he came in <laughs> and just see what he says <laughs> i don't i don't think there's an easy segue so we'll, we'll keep it moving seminal headlines headliner questions continue in a moment hey headliners and elite headliners it's ira here and it's time to talk shopify as you remember a couple of years ago we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. 
Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Keep it rolling. Squiggly writes, how much should we really pay attention to bad teams programs that recruit well? After watching Miami and Texas A&M, I don't expect most of these UF commits to sign or stay on the roster long enough to contribute to that program anyhow. Squiggly's coming with it. Hmm. It's a fair question. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't get too. I've we've been I've been saying it for a month. I, mean, I think you guys have too. That for since they had their big run of commitments in the summer, that you know we'll have to see whether or not Florida can keep those. If they if they're under five hundred, it's going to be hard to keep a lot of those commitments. Uh, International Smith writes questions with the depth chart of the O line. Are transfers expected uh, after fall camp? Number two, will the depth at wide receiver help the rotation? Uh, will help the rotation and special teams. Uh, well, let's start with the first one. We expecting an exodus? I don't think so. Uh, not after fall camp. That would be no. weird. Uh, it, it would be odd then because you can't play anyway. What would be yeah. the point of transferring? Uh, that, that, you might that's be. The, that's the point I was making. I, I think it would be. It would be after the season. Yeah, uh, yeah. The people that we thought would transfer would have kind of figured it out after the spring. And they did. A lot of them did. Yeah. 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 It's so that's that's the end of that one. But uh, and then the rotation. Look, listen, having presumably, I mean, look, uh, having athleticism always helps special teams. So if you've got a, a player who's explosive, but that's not going to be out there playing much because they're freshmen or something like that, but they can handle the rigors of special teams. Absolutely, having more athletic guys help you out on special teams. But I think um, special. I think special teams has been pretty good, other than the returns. You know. Yeah. I'd like so, to see, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see them develop another. Well, there's a lot I'd like to see in, in the return game. You're right, Ira. Jason writes: FSU ran the ball 56 percent of the time, threw it 44 percent of the time last year. With their new weapons and Jordan Travis as a Heisman contender, what do you think the ratio will be this year? I think it'll be similar if they can help it. They want to run the ball. I've been saying this for three years that Norvell's offense is a run-first offense if he if he can. Now, he caters to the talent that he has, and that's the good news. If he can't do that, he'll spread you out and throw it. But he wants to run the ball, and they're going to be able to run the ball. Do you think defenses will play Florida State a little bit differently than they did last year because of Coleman and because of Bell, for that matter? And they'd rather die by, like, maybe nine or ten paper cuts than a big 60-yard touchdown? Do you think the safeties will be playing so far back that they will really have not – they they'll be they're going to be running the ball maybe even more than they want because they're going to be having uh the the coverage is going to be so soft against the they're going to have so many guys back against those receivers. It's possible. I mean, it's po- I'm mean, I'm like LSU. Uh, my guess is LSU is going to feel like they don't have to load the box. Yeah. Um. Correct. So so yeah, they may be playing a little bit deeper to prevent pat you know the big passes. So that but then Florida State's got to prove that they can run it against. Uh, that kind of a box. So, yeah, I mean, I think different. every team's probably going to be playing it based on what their strengths and their weaknesses are and what Florida State's proved they could do. One thing to note, there are really only two teams that can play you completely honest this year on offense. I, I think most of the time Florida State's going to dictate terms like if the defense wants to play back, they're going to run the ball in the first quarter down their throat. Teams are going to have to come up, and then they'll take advantage of them in the passing game. But if you go game by game last year, Mike and Alex did such a good job with the game plan. They found a way to – move the ball with whatever they chose the game plan to be against everybody. They, they ran the ball down Clemson's throat. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like they're going to, they're going to do what they want to do, but they do want to run the ball. So I would see it well over 50% yet again this year. I would say though, I think the Miami game from last year and people might roll their eyes because you beat them 45 to three. I don't think you'll see a lot of games like that where I think Tra- Jordan might've thrown four passes in the second half. Like if he's legitimately in the Heisman campaign and the Heisman consideration, and you're playing a big game on TV, I do think there will be a little part of Norvell and Travis and Atkins, for that matter, that's like, well, all right, let's let's not have me throw 11 times. Right. I'm not going to win a Heisman Trophy if I'm 9 of 11. Like, we've got to throw a little bit more than this. But that's I think that's only if he's actually in the conversation in, like, middle of October. Yeah. Uh, and Jordan's an unselfish guy. I mean, if they're winning football games going away, I don't think you're going to go away from what you're doing if, if you know, just to try to force some numbers. But we'll we'll see. Uh, really quickly, if you knew for sure that this was FSU's last ACC media day, is there any gesture or anything you would say on your way out the door? That's from Sean. Yeah, guys, mm. what, would you, what would you guys say? What do you got? What do you got locked up? Well, we up? know what the collective fan base would say, um, that we can't repeat. Yeah. I mean, if we if we knew, if we knew this was it, would we moon them? Like, I don't think I'd moon them, but I would hug some of the poor bastards being left behind as they get. Oh, to, okay, that's the, they have to work uh, in a declining environment, and they know it. It's it's just going to get worse from here, guys. It's been good. Have a good. I one, think guys. I would I would come uh, dressed in like lacrosse gear. <laughs> And I would wear the... soccer, and yeah. I would wear tennis. You could be oh, a yeah. tennis like, player. You guys, there you go. <laughs> ACC in the house. By the way, speaking of, yeah, I, uh, we we we've, we've never really addressed this, but I think we should address this. So when the when the Learfield Cup standings came out, like you know, a few weeks ago, at the end of the year, the Directors Cup, like all the complete. Sports. Hey, I didn't see who won. I'm going to guess it was Stanford. It, it might it might okay. have been. I didn't see right. either, but. Around that same time, Andrew Andrew Adelson and um, some other people in the ACC kind of put out these these things about these stories about how the ACC had more national championships than any other conference this year, yep. and how it's proves. And I just saw, heard an interview with Bubba Cunningham at UNC saying the same thing. Like, I don't know if anybody noticed, but the ACC had more national championships. Oh, here we go. Here and we it, go. And I'm just like. I mean, how crazy is that? You can't bring that stat up when you don't win any of the conference, the national championships that people really care about. Hey, buddy, get ready for Jim Phillips to be citing that oh, bastard man. in the first five seconds of that press conference. It's just going to be up on the big screen. You know, every year they put up the big video. Yes. Oh, I know. Oh, it's going to be. That's exactly man, what he's going to list all of them, like every player on all those national because he doesn't want to take questions. So it's going to be 30 minutes about how good they are at lacrosse and fencing. And unfortunately, yeah. he won't be able to talk up the Florida State men's golf team that was right yeah. there on the cusp. T Money Knowles right. writes Good day, gents. I'm glad Deloach is at ACC meetings. He signed in December of 2018. Wow. Yeah. He's been through it all. He's earned this trip. His loyalty, work ethic, and commitment to turning the program around is not common these days. I think he is poised to have a great year and get drafted. What are your thoughts? 
He's healthy. Yeah, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you on I'm with you on giving the nod of the cap to the kid who's been here through it all. Yes, I like that choice as well. When they announced that I was happy, people think because sometimes I'm critical of the lack of depth of talent at linebacker that I think they all suck. I don't think they all suck. I just think they're pedestrian. But the point is, Deloach played really well early in last season, and he had speed. He was all over the field. And then he got hurt somewhere along the way, and his game diminished a little bit. But he's been a good player when he's healthy. So if he's healthy, I think he'll play very well because this defensive line is going to be better than it's been at any point since he's been here. And you really hope that he and Tatum can both be healthy for the first month at least because those are your two biggest games. Because Bethune, when you guys were in Ireland, uh, Bethune and Renardo Green had uh, media availability. And, you know, Tatum wouldn't get into what it was. But we all know that. Uh, he yeah. he wasn't himself for a large portion last year. He said he had an upper body injury and a lower body injury. That's how he phrased it. But he wasn't himself either. So if those two guys can be mostly healthy in full-ish speed, that's not a terrible. That's not no. It's not terrible at all. It's a pretty good linebacking core with a ton of snaps. But his 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 middle his middle body was just lights out. His middle body was great. His upper <laughs> and lower were tough, but. I like this question because it's. A, I, I want to say this answer. I, I This is interesting. Maybe this guy's relatively new to our show, but he writes, prior to the start of last season, without knowing how the year was going to play out, would you have, A, traded Mike Norvell for Jimbo Fisher, B, traded oh, Mike Norvell for Mario Cristobal, C, traded Mike Norvell for Billy Napier, D, kept Norvell? We're on record, guy. Yeah. We're on record as saying we thought Mike Norvell was a good coach and that he was going to get it turned around. I, uh, the answer is keep, keep Norvell. And I think all three of us sincerely would say that, especially with those three options. Yeah. Like yeah, if you uh, give me yeah. Lincoln Riley or Kirby, well, I might go a different direction, but yeah, those three yeah. options in particular. Yeah. I think we all say keep Norvell, but he, he had, he had to have last year for us to completely be, but you know, I remember Ira texting or tweeting, yeah. I don't know, man, a year and a half ago about how much you believed in Norvell just from watching him run a practice and that the proof of we hadn't seen it on Saturdays yet, but when you watch him run a practice and you listen to how he communicates with his team, you do kind of buy into what he's doing and that you think he could be really good. And there really hasn't been a time. There hasn't been a point in time since 2015 where I've pined away for Jimbo Fisher to be the head coach. I mean, like that's (laughs) the, the thing, you know, you, you know, you'd have to say, if you could have the 2012 and 2013 Jimbo Fisher versus, you know, yeah, and anything even then, after that. He, even then, he was hell yeah. to deal with. That was that was tough. Um, yeah, no. Ever I'll, since Aguayo got that kick blocked and run back, <laughs> that's Ira was out. Hey, ra- yeah. rapid fire here. I do. This is kind of interesting. I want to I want to get this out there. Um, so the question is: Am I the only one worried that losing Trayshawn Ward is going to leave a hole that Toa Feely and Rodney Hill can't fill? I'm not sure we would have beat Oklahoma without him last year. That's from Jason. I, I think it's a fair question only because we should not we should tip the cap to Trayshawn Ward. He was very very good in big spots all of last year, but they do have a lot of running backs, and I think Rodney Hill is about to be a star. Yeah, uh, Benson will be the star this year, but Hill will be the next one up. I think so. I'm I'm not as worried about that. Are you guys? No, and I like Ward a lot, like you said. Uh, we'll see. He's good out of the backfield, too, uh, catch, catching passes. But, yeah, I think that Rodney Hill is a, certainly a, uh, you know, a, a, not a carbon copy, but close enough, a reasonable facsimile to what you would have gotten out of Trayshawn Ward. 
Let me read. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and the, the reason you Jeff says he, he could be a star is he, he's got a top-end speed that Treshawn didn't have. That's correct. So. correct. Yep, yep. I'm going to read these two together, and this will wrap it up, but they're kind of tied together. Forrest said, I can't believe there are FSU fans who still think FSU is leaving the ACC sometime in the near future. And then Brandon writes, is there anything Phillips could say that would make you feel better about the future of the ACC? I mean, if he showed us like the the deposit slip that the ESPN like is is giving them more money than they plan that they're supposed to get, other than that, no, there's really nothing Jim Phillips could say. I mean, he'd it, have to lay out a definitive plan to have the revenue be. But there, but the only way the revenue changes is is with ESPN giving them more right. money. I mean, there's there's just no other way, and that's the thing. Like one of the things he talked about last year was. We've got this company. What was it? Fishbait Solutions or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's literally it. Fishbait. Like, Fishbait Solutions is the company Sounds they hired. Like a fake business you would use. <laughs> yeah, to sure to... Does. yeah, they yeah. hired this company. I'm ninety nine percent positive that's the name of their company because it's hilarious. But yeah, but they, they to come up with new, uh, innovative ways to raise revenue, and it's like, okay, even if that's a thing pennies, that could pennies. happen, pennies. Well, a it's going to be incremental revenue, and b Every other conference would start doing it too. Yeah. So now it's not an advantage. Like the, everybody would copycat that. So it's pointless. But, but no, we, I, and as, as for whether or not we think they're going, yeah, I mean, we think they're going. We just don't know how soon. But yeah, I mean, I, I've, nothing's changed my mind. I still think they're going to try to get out when they can. Corey, well, I and, I, and I, uh, I, we'll see how if field hockey takes off. Uh, and no, that could be the true. next big sport in TV. Pickleball. Look, colleges haven't even explored having pickleball teams. But if that happens, that's the that's the fastest growing sport in America, guys. You want one to get more, on the ground floor there. One more ACC national title right there. I <laughs> can feel it. Man. Domination. All right, so be tuned in. Uh, we'll be in Charlotte. We're in Charlotte at the time that you're listening to this. We got plenty of coverage live from Charlotte and recorded from Charlotte. And when we're headed home from Charlotte, it's about to be football, friends. We can celebrate together. I know that's reason for all of oh, us. Oh, we have hour no, number two coming hour up number right two after is coming this. Up, Jeff. Yeah, right after that's, this. That's true that they were correct to interrupt me there and note that <laughs> there's a lot more coming up, and it's right now. It's after right the break. after now, so stay tuned. And uh, our thanks to Matthew. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll see you two here in a minute. Just a minute. Just hang in there, everybody. 